to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Everly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. Let's go for a start this morning to Ephesians chapter 1. Praise God. So this is one of the subjects, is what I was saying. Ephesians 1, we're going to go pretty fast because, you know, there's not enough time for this class this morning, so we'll just go quickly. Uh, this was the prayer that Paul, by the Spirit of God, was praying for the saints, and it, uh, we start from verse 17 of, of Ephesians 1. It said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Then it tells us that, that the eyes of our, of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And then in verse 19, it tells us that we may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. He's telling us, he's describing what this power did which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Glory to God. And had put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. All right, let's jump to chapter 2. In chapter 2, verse, um, we'll start reading from verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In chapter 1, we're told that the Spirit of, by, by the Spirit of God that Christ was raised to a place that is far above all principality and power and dominion and might. And then it goes on to tell us over every name. And people go, wow, Christ is risen. But in chapter 2, it tells us that we were raised with him. We were raised with him. The only reason Christ was raised was because of us. He didn't need to be raised. Remember in the beginning, the Bible said that without him was nothing made that was made. So he already occupied that position of Godhead, you know, God the Father, God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. He didn't need to be raised again. Right. But when he took upon our sins, when he took upon the nature of sin, he was brought low. Right. He paid our penalty. Right. He became us, and we became him. So when he was raised, the Bible said that we were raised together. What does that mean? We were raised to a place of authority. We, are, we were raised to a place of dominion. That's the plan of God for man. If you go back to the beginning, we always thought that. That's how he created us. After he created men, he said, let them have dominion. 
Let them have rulership over all the works of his hands. Amen? So when Christ came, he made perfect sense that if men fell from that dominion, from that authority, it made sense that if he was restoring men, it means that he was restoring men back to the same place of reign, back to authority. And we read it here that Christ was raised not only was he made to sit in the heavenly places, and then he tells us he was raised far above all principality, power, might, dominion, all of it. And then he goes on to tell us over every name. You name all kinds of sickness, he's raised above it. Oh, somebody say, he's cancer. He's raised above it. Somebody say, he's got, he's got two months to leave. He's raised above it. Amen. You know, we can sing and shout about Jesus being raised above it, but we, are, we were raised together with him. Read that scripture again. Somebody said it's, it's going to happen. Look at it. Chapter 2 of Ephesians, verse 6. And has raised us up together. Has Christ been raised? The Bible said we were raised together. Together. Say it together. Say it together. And then we were made to sit together. Made to You weren't even standing. You're made to sit. You see, when, when you're sitting, it means something has been completed. I mean, if we were back in the new building when we were working at it and somebody's sitting, it means that we got the job done. But if the job wasn't done, you couldn't be sitting. Amen? For the fact, the fact that we were seated means that whatever it is that required, that is required for us to get back to dominion has been accomplished. Remember, Jesus said, it is finished. Paying our penalty. But if he wasn't raised from the dead, we, st we wouldn't be in a, uh, in a position of reign. It was the lifting. <laughs> it was the lifting that brought us back to a place of dominion. So that dominion this morning, we'll talk about it. It covers sickness and disease. Amen. Christ was raised over, made to sit over all the power of the enemy. Are you with me this morning? Amen. If we read in Colossians chapter 1, in verse 13, it said that who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, not going to, delivered us. You see, the problem in the body of Christ is that we are still living like the dead man. A lot of us are still living like the dead man. How does a dead man live? He is dominated by his senses. He's living as though his spirit man, the one that was born again, is not alive. A dead man's spirit is dead. So that means that his senses are explosive. His senses are powerful to him. His senses are the one occupying the place of do dominion in his life. Anybody whose spirit is dead has his senses enthroned. 
What do we mean by that? They go by what they see. They go by what they feel. What they see and what they feel occupies a higher authority than the written word. Because they're still living as though their spirit man is dead. They're still living unconscious of who they are, where they are, and what they can do. So they still see sickness and disease as a threat. Even though the word of God has made it clear to us that we were raised together. Men made to sit in the heavenly places far above it. I always say that's at least 500 miles. <laughs> Amen. You know, if the scripture said we were raised above it, it would have been great. But he went on to tell us far, just in case you start going where maybe it's next door or maybe it's just a little bit below. It said far above it. As far as you can imagine. You've been removed from sickness and disease. Amen. Well, somebody said, well, you know, um, so if that's the case, why am I still seeing what I'm seeing? Well, you have to ask yourself, are you alive or are you dead? You see, a dead man, remember, has his senses telling him everything that he does in life. A dead man processes scripture through his senses. A dead man evaluates whatever you say through his senses. If his senses uh, don't agree with it, he drops it. No matter what, how real what you're telling him might be. Because that's who has been enthroned. But the Bible said, you have he quickened. You have he made alive. You're no longer dead. What does that mean? You're no longer to be dominated by your senses. The senses came to dominion when man died. But if you have made Jesus Lord over your life, the Bible says, you have he quickened. That means your spirit man has been made alive. So now you can dethrone your senses. Amen. Now you can dethrone your senses. Amen. What do we mean by dethrone your senses? Bring it in subjection. Bring them in, sub in subjection to the reality of who you really are. <laughs> Amen. So the Bible te tells us here in Ephesians that we were raised together with Christ. We're made to sit far above. All principality and power and dominion and might. Over every name. All kinds of sickness, you have power over it. But the problem is, the believer is still looking at himself through the eyes of a dead man. Powerless. Reacting to everything like a dead person will react to. Oh, they're terrified. But the Bible said we're made to sit. We're seated above the sickness and disease. Yeah, amen. amen. How do you know, Reverend? I'm glad you asked. Let's go back to, this, to that same scripture. You're still there in Ephesians 1, right? Yes, sir. It says in verse 20, let's read it again. 
He said, what, that we may know, in verse 19, what is the exceeding greatness of his power that is in our direction. The Spirit of God put it to me this way, that you may know the power that awaits your action. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, right now, the power of God is set, awaiting your acting. Amen. That you may know the exceeding greatness of this power that awaits your action, waiting for you to act. And when you act, that power lifts you and brings your experience to your position. You see, you, that power is not trying to lift you this morning. You're already there. What that power is waiting to do is to lift your experience back to where you belong. Amen. Amen. And, and then it goes on to tell us that we are, uh, uh, that we are seated in, in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and dominion and might. We know that every sickness and disease is of the enemy. Sickness and disease is of the enemy. Sickness and disease is not of God. Back in the day, people being religious, wanting to get God's attention, saying God's just trying to teach me a lesson by giving me this sickness, so I'm just suffering for Jesus. You couldn't do it. Sickness is not of God. The Bible tells us that every perfect gift and every good gift comes from above, with whom there's no variableness. Isn't that good news? So you'll never get religious on God. Amen. Amen. He's always good. So we see that Satan is the source of sickness and disease. Sin is the source of sickness and disease. Prior to sin, there was no place mentioned in scriptures that there was sickness on the earth. No other place. No place mentioned. Prior to sin, prior to the fall of man, there was no mention of sickness and disease. But when sin came, death reigned through sin. Amen? But if Jesus came and got rid of sin, that means that he got rid of also the products that sin produced. Amen? Are you listening to me? He got rid of those products that sin produced, which will, you know, you name it, spiritual death, and then you name it uh, uh, physical ailment, sickness, and disease. He got rid of all of them. He got rid of all of them. How did he get rid of all of them? He just took us and lifted us far above it. You know right now this morning, you're sitting above sickness and disease. Somebody say, I wish it was true, Reverend. You see, now, don't think like a dead man because a dead man has to see it. A dead man has to feel it. A dead man has to smell it because he's still thinking he's spiritually dead. When you're spiritually dead, all you have is your senses. But you have he made alive. Amen? Amen. Oh, yeah, praise God, praise God. Go with me to Acts 10, 38. Let's show you some more that sickness and disease are of the enemy, not from God. 
Which enemy is he talking about? The one that you've been made to see the bar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Acts 10, 38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Yeah. Healing all that were oppressed by the devil. You see, sickness is a satanic oppression. Right. Amen. Amen. Sickness is a satanic oppression. It is not of God. But the Bible tells us that God in Christ has raised up far above principality, power, dominion, and might. <laughs> Amen. So you're seated above him this morning. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, well, okay, what about that? You see, arthritis happens, you know, as you get older, arthritis, you know, your, your bones and this and that, you know. Arthritis, all of them come with old age and this and that. Well, let's see what scripture said. Amen. Right. Somebody said, what says the scripture? <laughs> Go with me to, um, to Luke. Chapter 13. Luke 13. This was the account of um, the woman that was healed on the Sabbath day. You know, the, Jew, the, the Pharisees, they're so far, they can't see the word. They're so sad, they can't listen. <laughs> you know, sad, you see. Amen. <laughs> They were furious about this lady that was healed on the Sabbath. I mean, think about that. That's what religion will do for you. I mean, not even glad that somebody who was so sick for so long is now better. Their concern was how comes he's gone on the Sabbath day. My mind. <laughs> no wonder Jesus grabbed a whip. <laughs> Amen. Luke chapter 13 um, we'll start reading from verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. This was Jesus. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. My, my. And was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. You know, that arthritis or paralysis have just bowed her over. You know it didn't start like that overnight. Right. The Bible says she's been this way 18 years. You let the enemy occupy a second of your body, <laughs> he'll build on that. Yeah. Amen. You see, we have to remember these people weren't born again. This woman wasn't born again yet. Though she be daughter of Abraham, she was not spiritually alive. But here you are. <laughs> Praise God. Anyway, let's keep going. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. 
and said unto the people, There are six days in which man ought to work. In them there come and be healed. Therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. See, insensitivity to the human need. That's what religion will make people do. The Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose, lose his ox and then from the store and lead him away to watering? In other words, I mean, you have your cattle or whatever. You, on the Sabbath, you still go feed them. And you're talking about a precious person. And Jesus said, Ought not this woman being, number one, a daughter of Abraham, <laughs> whom Satan hath bound? Who arthritis had bound? Who paralysis had bound? No, he said, whom, this was Jesus talking. Whom Satan had bound. Amen. So before we start accepting defeat in little bit without realizing it, we better see what Jesus is calling it. Oh, you know, it's just my, you know, my ankles. It's just my, you know, my wrist and whatever. It's just, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, you know. <laughs> uh, Amen. Jesus calls it, uh, 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 calls that satanic work. He said Satan had bound this woman. Satan had bound this woman. Amen. But the good news is, well, he had her made free. But he called her number one daughter of Abraham. In other words, he had a covenant with Abraham. Amen. He had a covenant with Abraham. He called her daughter of Abraham, number one. He said that that ought to be the reason she ought to be free, being the daughter of Abraham. Where Jesus, where the Bible said that if ye be Christ, ye are Abraham's seed. So you have this covenant. Number two, you've been made alive. Amen. Amen. You're no longer uh, 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 um, under the oppression of the enemy. We, we've been delivered Amen. from the power of darkness. Yeah. We've been delivered from he who had power yeah. to, to oppress us. We're sitting above him. Yeah. Say, I am, I am sitting above sickness and disease. Sitting above sickness and disease. I have dominion, I have dominion. Over, it. over it. Amen. And in Matthew 28, Jesus tells us, <laughs> glory to God, after he had risen, after he was raised, he said, all power had been given unto me. Remember, when he was risen, we were raised together. So what you ought to be hearing, all power had been given to us. So let's go. Amen. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. This is the authority. 
that has been returned to us. Did you read where Jesus said some power had been given? Some power had been given? What did he say? All. After all, what's left? All power had been given. All. So no matter how big the sickness is, no matter how big the disease might be, no matter how little, all power. Where somebody said, well, why are we still dealing with it? Because we're still thinking like a dead man. We're not using our authority. Somebody said, well, so what do I have to do to use my authority? Act like the word is true. Don't welcome sickness and disease. Don't treat sickness and disease as a friend. Somebody said, I wouldn't dare do that. I know. But you do it without realizing it. How do you do it? By talking about it. You see, you know, this sickness and disease, this, this, that. And then here we are. We start talking. One of these days I'm going to get healed. I'm believing God for my healing. I'm believing God for my healing. Here you are holding a a sausage biscuit for breakfast. And you're saying, I'm believing God for something to eat. I'm believing God for something to eat. Everybody can see you're holding it. I'm believing God for something to eat. It sounds spiritual. But the Bible didn't tell the believer to believe that God's going to heal him. Think about it. The Bible said to the believer, you hath he quickened. You hath he raised. And then he went on to say, by his stripes, you were healed. That's what the Bible said. So what are we to do? We are to accept that place of authority over sickness and disease. That's why when it comes, you say, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, no. I am raised up with Christ. I'm made to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. No, no, no. Not here. Amen. We have authority over sickness and disease. Amen. There is no place in the scripture for the believer where it's said for the believer to believe that he's going to get healed. Or for the believer to pray that God will take away the sickness. No place in the New Testament, in the epistles for the believer. No place. There is no place where it says to pray, to pray. To pray, to pray that you pray, pray, pray to get rid of Satan. You see, you need to see how God, you need to see yourself the way God sees you. So you can have a a, a sensible conversation with him. Or a mature conversation with him. We still come to God like, okay, Lord, (laughs) okay, Lord, okay, Lord. And God's looking at us as kings and queens. He addresses us as such. 
He addresses us as people in authority. God never addresses you as a sick person. Never. Never addresses you as one who couldn't do a thing. Otherwise, why would he tell you in James to resist the devil and he will flee from you? He tells you. He's looking at you as one who has authority. So you need to start seeing yourself that way and responding that way. God never sees you as one who is so incapacitated you can't do a thing. No. Otherwise, he wouldn't have told you in Matthew 18, 18, that whatsoever you shall bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. He's addressing you as one with authority. He's addressing you as one with authority. You see, because a lot of Christians have been so trained to look at everything through their senses, they judge the word through the senses. Something comes, they don't feel right, you know, symptoms in their body, they automatically equate those symptoms with who they are. Yeah, my my cold, (laughs) my my flu, I don't have any of them junk. My this, my that, my arthritis. And then you train yourself talking that way. You go to the hospital, you say, doctor, my is, is, you know, my, like doctor will say, my hookamooga or my whatever moogas, you know. People adopt the mentality of a dead man. Ignoring what the word said. You have authority over sickness and disease. I mean, think about it. If you didn't, why would Jesus say, All power and authority has been given to me, you go therefore. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Not talk with devils. They shall cast out devils. Not hold a conversation. They shall cast. I mean, you hear that word cast it it, to me. It, it, It gives me a picture of explosive power. Amen. In my name, they shall cast out. I mean, they they don't have time to listen to what the devil has to say. They don't have time to look at the dictionary to find out all the names. I don't have to look up all the symptoms to know that I have authority over it. The Bible said I do. Amen. Going looking up all the symptoms is giving that whatever it is a place of authority. No, I don't have to look them up, they look me up. Amen. Hallelujah. No, what are you doing as a believer looking up all the symptoms and all of this? No, you're giving, you're bringing yourself low. You're bringing yourself to a place of uh, wooshy wooshy. 
You've never heard that word. I just made it up. It's a, a place of like rags. Amen. Looking up this, you know, and then we get some, I mean, think about that. People can come up with some weird thinking. You know, I just need to know how to set my faith. I need to know where to set my faith. <laughs> really? Bible called you more than a conqueror. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever wondered, have you gotten rid of any of those sickness and disease by looking them up? No. <laughs> the more you look them up, you realize what they can do. Yeah. I don't need to look up what a sickness and disease can do. I need to look up what I can do. Amen. Amen. What is it that I can do? I rule and reign. I can walk into a room and sickness and disease, they flee. Knowing how I'm going to react. Amen. The Bible didn't tell us, do not accommodate for a second. Do not accommodate. Don't compromise your position. Somebody says, I wish it was true, Reverend. Man, I just wish it was true. You ne you've never been sick, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. I've had symptoms that I pulled out the most. I mean, when I pull out my weapon, I don't pull the little one. <laughs> the Bible said to us that the power that raised Jesus from the dead it's awaiting our action. So when I speak, it is the same power that raised me up to a place of dominion that will respond to whatever I say. So I pull them. Hey, get yourself out of here. This is a holy ground. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You don't trespass here. No, 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 no. I'm going to say, okay, well, go lay down and get some rest. No, I'll go get me a nice cup of Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. It's good to rest. Yeah. But when symptoms come, don't tr learn to train yourself to stay in a place of dominion. Amen. 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 Because your senses will convince you, yeah, you need to lay down, get you some tea, get you some hot soup and all of that. You know, you know, it's cold season. Listen, get rid of the symptoms. Now lay down, enjoy yourself, get you a bowl of soup. Amen. Two different ways to look at it. Amen. <laughs> Luke 10, 19. Mm. Say, I have, I have authority, authority over all the power of the enemy. Luke 10, 19. It says, behold. When you see behold, what are you look? Uh, what is it talking about? Look, 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 look. What, what, what are you to look at? Your symptoms? He said, look, I've given you power. What are you to be looking at? The power of God. Somebody say, is it up in the ceiling? Is it in the chandelier? No. Remember, the Bible tells us that the word of God 
is the power of God unto deliverance. So he's saying, hey, look at the word. I call it the word of dominion. <laughs> when the word comes to you, it comes to elevate your experience. It comes to keep you at a place of dominion. Amen. Amen. So when you take upon the word, when you get into acting on the word, it's like getting into an elevator. Now when it goes up, can nothing stop it. Hallelujah. Amen. So when he's talking about, behold, I give you power. How did he do it? By his word. By his word. Let's keep reading. I give you power. Oh, power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over a few of the power of the enemy. Huh? All of it. All the power of the enemy. And he goes on to tell us, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Nothing. Nothing. Well, I feel this, I feel that. You see, stop looking at your body. Stop listening to your senses. Amen. Stop listening to your senses. Victory did not originate with your senses. It originates from your inner man. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So that's the way you look at it. You have power over sickness and disease. Somebody say, well, if that's the case, I'm just going to, you know, go do this to this person. I'm going to go do this to this person. I'm going to go through all my cousins and all of that. You have power over sickness and disease in your life and in the life of your family. Amen. Amen. I remember, I mean, I have stories for each one of our children. Sickness and symptoms will come, you know. I'm in the middle of the night. And I know I don't have time for this. Go sit in the hospital. If you need to go, that's fine. But I, don't, I, just, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. So I said, no. Out you go in the name of Jesus. One, one time was hurting so bad. Belly was hurting so bad one time and just couldn't sleep. I put my hands in this was I'm like, I put my hands on her belly. I said, in the name of Jesus. I just didn't move quick enough to get out of the way. Woo! Better than Pepto-Bismol. I'm in the power of God. <laughs> Amen. You see, it sounds so funny, but the power is real. Where well, it works because you are in the ministry. Where, 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 where was that? What he said? You have he raised up those who are in the ministry? No. Remember, Jesus, the Bible tells us in that Ephesians chapter 1 that God gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church. The head and the body are one. I mean, you got here this morning with your head, didn't you? And your body is here this morning. Could you dare get up and your head sit here and your body walk away? See, us and Christ are one. Christ is the head, and we are his body. 
And when the Bible tells us that Christ was raised far above all principality and power, all of us, because we are his body. Somebody say, yeah, but I am the littlest one. You know, I'm still developing my faith. Well, if you're part of that body, which you are, the Bible says you are seated far above. The littlest person in the body of Christ is still far above. All principality and power and dominion. Amen. Amen. So it's not about I'm developing my faith. I'm working on this. I'm still growing. That's what people will tell me. Something. I'm still, I said, you better learn that quick tonight. I'm tired of hearing. I'm developing. I'm developing. How long is it going to take you? But I realize if I put out a plate of ribs, I mean, they develop real quick. <laughs> yeah. Real, I, mean, I find out that people can have selective development. Have you seen that? <laughs> Selective development. If it appeals to them quick, they develop real quick. If it doesn't, I mean, if it doesn't cause you to be uncomfortable, you keep putting off later. You keep putting off later. You keep putting off later. Like Pharaoh. When do you want these frogs to go? Is it um, tomorrow? I'm like, are you serious? I had, an, uh, I had a situation that reminded me of something like that recently. Somebody would say, oh, we need this, we need this. You know, some of the people that we service, we need this. I said, uh, well, I can have somebody available today. When are you available? He said, how about Sunday night? I said, you crazy. <laughs> if your toilet's leaking and you can't do anything, I mean, Sunday night's too late. <laughs> but, but you see, that's the mentality of a dead man. He, he's waiting for his healing. He's waiting for his healing. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, quit, quit waiting, please. You're already there. You're already there. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life. 